0: This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn.
1: And today on the show, we'll travel the world with geography. We will explain your dreams. We'll put on our lab coats and tell you about science 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 and fashion
0: facts news and of course the mailbag listen laugh and learn welcome to season three finale episode 22 totally useless information it's everything you never needed to know the totally useless information podcast hosted by nick and roy if you're looking for totally useless information look no further
1: You're totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and (laughs) Roy.
0: Today I'm going to use um, city nicknames and how they got them in my uh, geography section. New York, of course, as we know, is the Big Apple. A number of false theories had previously existed, including a claim that the term derived from a woman named Eve who ran a brothel in the city but they realized mm-hmm. it was just a hoax. She was still a, a, you know, a woman of um, you know, that kind of profession, but she was lying. The name Big Apple originated in the 1920s, in fact, in reference to the prizes or Big Apple's rewarded at many racing courses in and around New York City. However, it wasn't officially adopted as the city's nickname until 1971 as a result of a successful ad campaign intended to attract tourists. And it worked. Yeah, she, Eve was such an ugly hooker that she paid the Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Adam. <laughs> this is how ugly yes. Eve was. Eve had an Adam's apple.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretend you didn't hear that, right. folks. Mount Thor
1: on Baffin Island, Canada. You should know this, Nick. You live there. Yeah. Uh, has the greatest sheer vertical drop on the planet. It's 4,101 feet down, straight down. Ooh. Sucks if you're falling because, like, think about this. I fell 21 feet, and that's a lot, okay? And I had, like, a split millisecond to think about it. But 4,100 feet, you can think a lot about it. Like, gee, I shouldn't have looked over the edge. <laughs> or, wow, that's slippery. Yeah. <laughs> or... or let me think about what what's going to happen in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah.
0: Note to self, stop living on the edge. <laughs> Seattle is known as the Emerald City. It's called the Emerald City because the city and surrounding areas are filled with greenery all year round, even in the winter. Due to all the evergreen trees in the area, the nickname comes directly from this greenery, the Emerald City.
1: Australia is actually wider Then the moon. Oh, that's wild, right? That fact is as useless as most of the land in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you Canadians aren't really far behind. Trust me. I think you guys live in like three cities and the rest of your damn country is empty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For those of you who were listening to us in Australia, it was nice knowing you. Uh, Toronto, where I live in Canada, is known. One of the nicknames is called Hogtown. The nickname Hogtown originated from the William Davies Company that was one of the largest meat processors in Canada. The company packaged several meat brands as well as this famous female bacon. There were also several food processors in the city, but it is believed that the William Davies Company slaughtered over half a million pigs. That's why we're called Hogtown.
1: I don't want to interrupt you or to um, be offensive to just about everybody on this show, but um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, the name Hogtown was very similar to the Big Apple, where it actually explains the look of most of the women there.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's up here. And
1: their demeanor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're demeanor you're than I am.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, boy, is the mailbag going to get full. Yeah, California, just one state in America, has more people than all of Canada. Can you imagine that, Nick? You live there. As if we can call Californians people, there's over 35 million Californians and 34 million are illegal aliens. I told you I was going to offend everybody. In yeah, show. even people who don't belong so, there. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> New Orleans is known as the Big Easy. has nothing to do with the um, had nothing to do with the uh, horror in New York. Ah, uh, the Big Easy, It was New York City actually? <laughs> yes, the Big Easy. It's oh. not. It's not because of the brothels in New Orleans. No, the Big Easy. It was New York City. Or the pigs. <laughs> or the pigs. See, it all. It all ties together. It was New York City with its notorious fast-paced, twenty-four-hour, seven-day-week action that inspired the coming of the Big Easy. A columnist, Betty Gulad who wrote for local newspapers, first used the term in a column sometime in the early 1970s, and she used the phrase around the same time that the Big Apple became widely used and nicknamed for New York. The Big Easy was a play on the phrase, the Big Apple, reflecting the laid-back and more fun-focused atmosphere. Yeah, we'll say fun. Fun Fun-focused atmosphere of New Orleans. There you go. This fact really got me mad, so I put it in. (laughs) (laughs) why should
1: you people be happy Mona Kea the volcanic mountain is taller Like in Hawaii I would assume Mm -hmm. is taller than Everest okay this is their claim that Mona Kea is taller than Everest but we all know that Everest is the highest place on the planet when they measure it as they say from the base of the bottom of the Pacific Ocean OK, so they're literally measuring it from the bottom of the ocean up. So other than that, it's like half the height of it's tall. But I mean, are, are they kidding? That's like measuring you. You know what from the back of your spine. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> in which case, counting my belly, I'm about uh, you know. Two you're feet. listening to Totally
0: <laughs> Useless Information. We are a global show. Thank you for the people and listeners who are listening in San Antonio, Texas, Salt Lake City, Utah, Nashville, and our old stomping grounds, the Bronx, New York. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, hey, yo, you're listening to Totally Useless yeah. Information. What, Nick and Roy? <laughs> <laughs> And now, it's time for Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy as they present Dreams. Wake up. Wake up. Dreams. <laughs> you go first.
1: Oh, okay. I got lulled into to sleep there. <laughs> Wake up. It's your as turn. did most of our audience. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Within five (laughs) minutes of waking up, you forget 50% of your dreams. Within 10 minutes, you forget up to 90%. This was done by a scientist who was probably talking to his wife because he dreams about Pamela Anderson. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Uh, Not at all, yes.
0: Uh, If you're you're dreaming that you're falling, it suggests reckless behavior. Your falling dream may be a wake-up call. See what I did there? A wake-up call for your reckless behavior Mm -hmm. or poor decisions. You're headed the wrong way in life, and if you continue on the current path, you are doing it, you know, you're going to do it so fast, you're going to hit rock bottom really fast. Falling in your dream could be viewed as an analogy of your fall from grace. So there. Sounds like, uh,
1: sounds like I mean, really, honestly, that's a scary dream to have, falling. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. you're not in control. You feel like you're not in control of your own dream, which is ridiculous because it's a dream.
0: You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, but let me tell you something. <laughs> According to a Freudian theory, though, dreams of falling indicates you're on the verge of giving in to your sexual urges or impulses. Mm-hmm. Heidi? <laughs> okay. in, in
1: the Chinese proverb of fukin, people called upon the ancestors for dreams by sleeping on their graves. So these Chinese people, in order to do this, they slept upon their ancestors' graves and they believed that they the ancestors would send them dreams. That happens in America to 27-year-old gold diggers who sleep on the graves of their 70-year-old husbands and dream what they're going to buy with all the money after the will settlement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> new fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, now we've all had these kinds of dreams. Dreams of being chased. It signifies mm. fear. Running from an attacker in your dream may simply represent your fear of being attacked. Such dreams are more common among women than men who may feel physically vulnerable in their surroundings. If you're the one that's chasing, then the dream may highlight your drive and ambition to go after something you want or to go after someone you want. Anyone come to mind, Roy? Heidi. Hmm? <laughs> on the other hand, no pun intended, it may also mean that you're falling behind in some aspects of your life and not having to catch up to others. A lot of, like,
1: psychological nonsense there, Nick. <laughs> okay, I don't trust him. Plato, the so-called Greek genius philosopher... Or philosopher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is he the one that invented Play-Doh, the moldable clay?
1: No, oh. Plato, oh, not
0: Play-Doh. Gotcha.
1: I'm oh, sorry, folks. <laughs> so, Plato, the so-called Greek genius philosopher, said that dreams originate in the belly and in the liver especially, as though he knew. Wow, who listens to this moron, Plato? Now, he's like this Greek guy, right? So now he owns like a diner probably in New Jersey. <laughs> really, who listens to this guy? We are talking about back then, he's like, okay, dreams come from your liver. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, because it's a
0: diner, <laughs> you'll serve liver with onions.
1: <laughs> no shush.
0: No shush. Uh, okay, that's the inside joke. Those of you who don't know what that means, go back two episodes and uh, do not pass go. Flying <laughs> represents freedom. If you are dreaming that you're flying, your dream flight may be sending you a message that nothing is impossible you can be anybody and do anything you want your ability to fly signifies hope possibilities reality and freedom of expression it may also reflect your strong will what
1: wow you're into this
0: yes hold on (laughs) i'm really getting into it hang on i'm flying through this one it may also reflect your strong will and a reminder for you not to give up Nobody can tell you what to do, tell you what you can and can't accomplish. Such dreams can provide great motivation and renewed sense of freedom. Did you hear that, the world? You know what I was thinking? <laughs>
1: yeah. While you were going on and on and on with yeah. all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> I <was> th- yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that these people have heard like 60-something shows that we've done, and they actually know our
0: inside jokes,
1: which is really cool. The world knows yes. our inside yes. jokes.
0: <laughs> yes, we are an inside joke. Absolutely.
1: Guess now we have to call them outside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I got one more. Yeah. The average person has about one thousand four hundred and sixty dreams per year that's approximately four dreams per night okay that's a lot of great make-believe sex (laughs) i'm exhausted just thinking about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have one more on falling taking a test Oh, my God. <laughs> now, taking a test implies fear of falling, okay? Sometimes you may be overly anxious. This is like if you're, if you're dreaming that you're taking a test, actually. So it's sometimes you may be overly anxious about a real-life exam, an interview. You always think of the worst-case scenario. As a result, such anxiety could manifest into a dream where you fail a test. Most of the time, though, people who have such dreams are unlikely to fail a test in real life. So what are you worried about? You're going to be okay. Why? Because yeah. you can do anything you want. Your ability to fly signifies hope, possibilities, oh, reality, no, and no. freedom of expression. <laughs> <laughs> because you are listening to totally. I wish you'd start flapping your arms and fly off. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to totally. Use this information with Nick and Roy.
1: I was a moron. You was a jerk.
0: Ooh, boy! Oh, boy!
1: Okay, I'm gonna go
0: first. Yeah, go ahead. You you take it away because I'm still I'm exhausted from my last speech.
1: Yeah, yeah. Scientists have found that flying. No, no I'm joking. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> you were saying.
1: <laughs> I think Nick took some drugs. He might be flying. Not that we take drugs, folks. No. That's a disclaimer. Yeah. Scientists have found. That it only takes on average 7 minutes to fall asleep. And if you if you tune into the show regularly like you know our inside jokes, the average length of time having sex is 7 minutes. Now if we could only combine the two, falling asleep and sex at the same time, it'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: what? What are you talking about? It happens all the time. We fall asleep during sex every night. That's what my wife says. <laughs> Yeah, you wish seven minutes. <laughs> Sniffing a bar of chocolate calms you down, according to a British psychologist. Among several food smells tested, only chocolate had a significant calming effect on the brain. Only real chocolate can do that.
1: It makes you look like the weird person that smells their food before they eat it.
0: <laughs> Maybe. They asked 60 volunteers, these weird volunteers, to sit down in a low odor room. They wear goggles and headphones to block out all stimuli, while he wafted smells their ways. Half the volunteers were treated to the odors of real foods, while the others may do with synthetic smells. So the real foods included chocolate, coffee, and the less aromatic baked beans and rotting pork. Chocolate connoisseurs might not be surprised that the scent of synthetic chocolate did not have the same relaxing effect as the real thing. So don't go for the fake stuff. Smell the real deal. Oh, no.
1: It's the real thing, baby. Now this one, water can freeze and boil at the same time. It's called, and now this this freaked me out, so of course I had to keep reading. It's called a triple point. It occurs when pressure and temperature are at the perfect right point for what they call a three-phase to exit into thermodynamic equilibrium. Now, the words that I used are big words, so it sounds like I really know what I'm talking about, so I could basically be saying anything and people believe me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I believed every word you said, every single, every single morsel. No, so listen,
1: <laughs> as I was reading it, Nick, I'm looking at it going, this is a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> okay? It's just a whole big bunch of words.
0: Well, maybe because we have male brains. A new study of thousands of brains for more than 20 years of neuroscience research has revealed that there are structural differences between the male brain and the female brain. The meta-analysis of more than 126 articles published between 1990 and 2013 shows that the average male brain has a total volume that is between an eight to 13% larger than that of females. We have a larger brain. We may not use most of it, but it's larger than the females.
1: Oh yes, I, I mean, we've known that for a long time as men. (laughs) that's the reason we rule the world
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it has nothing to do with the size of the brain it's just the ego that's inside it
1: (laughs) just put women on the list of people offended now (laughs) scientists women (laughs) yeah okay some more big words lithium rhodium and casium are all metals that oxidize really fast oxidation basically rusting or tarnishing but they oxidize so fast that if you put rhodium or calcium in water, it will explode. Okay, the electron, it's a simple scientific fact. Electrons want to bond with something else. thats That's how you get oxidation. But there's only one electron in each one of these particular elements. So that electron wants to get away so fast that it explodes the rest of the atom. And of course...
0: I don't know what that means, so I just said it. <laughs> okay, really good. <laughs> Adam, meet Eve. Brain storage. Each neuron in the brain can only help store a single memory. Running out of space would be a problem. You might only have a few gigabytes of storage space, similar to the space in your USB flash drive or your computer. Yet neurons combine so that each one helps with many memories at a time exponentially. So basically... Our memory is the equivalent of 2.5 petabytes or a million gigabytes. For comparison, if your brain worked like a digital video recorder on on your TV, your PVR, 2.5 petabytes would be enough to hold 3 million hours of television shows. You'd have to leave the TV running continuously for more than 300 years for you to use up all that storage. And yet, we don't remember where we put our glasses or our keys. I can't find them. This will burst your bubble. (laughs)
1: boy what a lead-in yeah the earth rotates okay a full 360 degrees get ready folks in 23 hours 56 minutes and 4.09 seconds now think about what i just said that's not 24 hours the earth rotates in 23 hours 56 minutes and 4.9 seconds that's three minutes and 56 seconds left to make the 24 hours. So the next time that you're late to work, just
0: blame it on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. I'm only five minutes late. It's because of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> two at a time, please. You're only able to recognize two faces in a crowd at a time, according to new research. Researchers said this is true. Even if the faces belong to famous people like Heidi Klum. They believe the latest findings Mm -hmm. provide insight into the accuracy of eyewitness testimony and treatment using neuropsychological rehabilitation. Previous findings suggest that humans recognize faces as one whole object or image, not by looking at different parts, such as the lips and ears and the eyes or other parts or local features that are tougher. Yeah. I I, I, that. that that's not and written so on here the the world. but i did that for you okay <laughs> but you can only recognize two faces at a time could you imagine that even even though we talked about the bigger brain and how much uh storage we have yet we have issues <laughs> you're listening to totally useless information with nick and roy
1: and now for something completely useless Okay, so I've got this useless fact. And by the way, folks, thank you so much for going to www.nickandroy.com. Oh, and by the way, that's linked up to my um, music by Roy, www.musicbyroy.com website as well, because I I entertain.
0: Not just here. He entertains everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Nickandroy.com and musicbyroy.com. Check it out. Here is a useless fact. By the time we die,
1: we will have spent a quarter of a century sleeping. Oh! I was reading this doing research for the dream section, but I had to put this in the useless facts. And more than six years dreaming. And as if I haven't already said that, we forget 90% of it. So why can't we do this with marriage, right? I (laughs) I, I was thinking that as I was reading it. Yeah. We could (laughs) spend like maybe... I don't know, six years of it and forget 90% of it. <laughs> Sounds
0: about right. Seven L- year Yeah, itch. <laughs> let's ask your wife. If you'd like to send us an email for all kinds of complaints or to f- to reach Roy's wife, <laughs> www.nickandroy.com What's
1: in the mailbag? What's in the mail?
0: Nickandroy.com Nick, is Nick, where you I, can... Please don't talk about Eve that way. <laughs> <laughs> up and at em. Elizabeth uh, went to nickandroy.com and sent us an email she's from Rylander Wisconsin dear Nick and Roy our family loves your show we literally gather around our tablet And listen to your show every Thursday, which is the day that we release the show. So thank you. We were wondering because since you, both of you, are scholars of useless information. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Scholars of useless information. (laughs) What does GMT stand for when it comes to time? Well, Elizabeth, first of all, don't you ever, ever call us scholars again. But then again, it is of useless information. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Elizabeth, GMT scholars. That's a a good word. Scholars of useless information. GMT stands for Greenwich Mean Time, the local clock time at Greenwich. It wasn't until the invention of the pendulum clock in the 1650s that it was possible to work out the relationship between the mean clock time and solar time. John Flamsteed came up with the formula for converting solar time to mean time and published a set of conversion tables in the early 1670s. Soon after, he was appointed as the first astronomer royal and moved into the new royal observatory in Greenwich. There you go. It's because of the pendulum clock, and he converted it from, from solar time to mean time. In the meantime. And now she also learned
1: that uh, it's only 23 hours, 56 minutes, (laughs) and 4.09 seconds.
0: And in the meantime, if you'd like to send us an email, you go to, see what I did there, you go to nickandroy.com. What's in the mail? That's why I'm the scholar on nickandroy.com is where you check us out. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. Here's our quickie. The first hoop skirt. (laughs) That's the story
1: of your life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) We've changed the definition of a quickie. The first hoop skirt ever worn. Queen Juana from Portugal. She wore the first ever hoop skirt in a bid to hide the fact that she was pregnant. Dun, dun,
1: dun. I actually saw that. When I was doing research, yeah. and I was going to grab that one, and I didn't, uh, see. because she was pregnant already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, but... Ooh, excuse Sorry. me. Ooh. So why did uh, Prince the Singer love purple? Well, because it was the color historically worn by only emperors, aristocracy, and magistrates. Okay, again with the big words. I'm really yes. knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I would think I'm flying, Nick. No. okay. So the emperor's aristocracy and ma- magistrates wore purple. So being a prince, I guess he figured I would wear purple. And that's, again, I, I think it's just a subliminal thing because of the color purple. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you
0: go. Prince had some great music, too. In the Middle yeah. Ages, poorer people wore mittens. At the same time, the richer class wore gloves to show off their wealth. So I know that a few episodes ago, you talked about how the different classes wore different kinds of gloves. Now I'm gonna bring it up again because someone said to to me, they said, look, we love listening to your show and we think you guys are hilarious. I'm like, yeah, okay, go on, get to your point. And their point was, they said, you know, I really was intrigued by what Roy said because I think you came up with the fact that depending on the class, it depended on what kind of mittens or gloves that you wore. And I'll repeat it, in the Middle Ages, Poorer people wore mittens. At the same time, the richer of the classes would wear gloves to show off their wealth. And there you go. There's the clarification right there. You don't have to ask any more questions because he went to Nick and
1: It makes total sense because, of course, it takes more to sew fingers, more time to sew fingers than it does just going around in a circle and making a mitten. So, of course, they were showing off. Are you implying that I go around in circles? I'm implying that they probably wore purple gloves, too, because they were emperors, aristocracies, and magistrates.
0: (laughs) If you you magistrate, you could go blind. (laughs) 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 You
1: better stop magistrating, okay? You're doing it way too much. There has always been a rumor that Louis Vuitton burns any old stock to keep a tight hold on exclusivity. Again. The word exclusivity. Mm. Now, think about that. He burns his old inventory so as to keep exclusivity. There's also a rumor that I spread that says that uh, they sell it on the streets of
0: Manhattan as knockoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Edward Jones might have been the first celebrity stalker. He got caught trying to steal Queen Victoria's underwear four times. Edward Mm -hmm. Jones' life was no fairy tale, and he was caught with the monarch's clothing down his trousers, no less. Dr. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jan Bondenson, a senior lecturer at Cardiff University, spent five years researching his subject. He said Edward Jones was a very weird character, you think, and apart from Queen Victoria, he was never interested in women. He was extremely ugly, with a wide mouth and a low brow, and he never washed, which is why people thought he was a chimney sweep. He took the queen's underwear the first time, and then the third time, he stole food from the kitchen, and twice he was caught sitting on the throne. It doesn't indicate which one. Instead of being thrown mm. in prison, he was sent to live in a penal colony in Australia. The old penal colony. That's right, yes. Where they have what a, was his name? His name was Edward Jones. Edward the, uh, Sniffer Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Because he was a chimney. He was, yes. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Woo. In in 1950, another inside joke going around the world. world. In 1950, the average American spent 11.5% of their annual income on clothing. 11.5%. Nowadays, We only spend 3.5%. Okay? Now, so most of the things go up, price of cars, price of food, so on and so forth. But in general, our clothing expenses is almost a third of what it was in 1950. So let's say thank you to the Chinese for cheaper clothing and nasty viruses.
0: (laughs) 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 No, that's not true. The virus was a knockoff. It wasn't the real thing. Uh, this is just <laughs> <this>, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yes, this is just plain goofy. Up until 2001, Disney employees were not allowed to wear their own underwear under their costumes. Mm. They had to share Disney. Were they, were they mm-hmm. part of uh, Sniffer there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edward Jones did not work for Disney. <laughs> They had to share Disney-issued undergarments. So what were they, Mickey Mouse? Like, here are grown people wearing Mickey Mouse underwear. But after several employees complained, and they complained because they got (laughs) pubic lice (laughs) and reported reported stained undies, the company changed their policy. Oh no! Especially being that
1: they didn't make those Disney underwear in in anything but youth sizes, so <laughs> it pro- for someone like me, that would be really heartbreaking to put them
0: on. It'd be like a nasty speedo. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it said public lice. What? There's private lice? <laughs> Listen, there's no there's no room for me. Nevertheless, public <laughs> lice. <laughs>
1: This show just went off the rails (laughs) right into Disney World. Okay, in the Western world, skirts are exclusively for women. But in other parts of the world, they are worn by both men and women. Yeah, and in some parts of the world, people eat dogs and monkey brains. But it doesn't make it right. Get my point? Yeah. <laughs> so that's www.nickandroy.com <laughs> to complain. Yeah, that's right.
0: So we talked about geography. We went into the world of science. We did some fashion stuff. It's now time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A bodybuilder and self-proclaimed sexy maniac from Kazakhstan has tied the knot. He got married with a synthetic sex doll. Mm. In a in a stunning ceremony celebrating the couple's eighteen month relationship. Yuri Tolochiko married his sex doll fiance Margot after months of delays caused by the pandemic. See that corona will get you. Mm-hmm. In the in the usual yeah. conventional wedding ceremony, capped off by the romantic first dance the UK's son reported. Okay? Bedecked in a smart black dinner suit and bow tie, the groom is all smiles in his wedding video, which was posted on Instagram, and as he dances with his stunning bride in her lacy white gown. Sharing footage of the unusual celebration on Instagram, the bearded actor wrote, It happened. To be continued. Really? <laughs> uh, in the social media video shared on Instagram, more than 140,000 followers across two accounts. Toluco slips a ring onto Margot's finger before the couple shares a tender kiss in front of a crowd of delighted wedding guests. Now, last May, yeah. Yuri announces. Were mm-hmm.
1: they were they
0: um, were they real people, the wedding guests, or <laughs> were they mannequins? <laughs> they were <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, uh, mannequin party of two. Uh, last May, Yuri oh, announced his cool. intentions to marry Margot, claiming the couple was ready to take its relationship to the next stage. Reports say the couple had been together for 18 months. He, he treats the sex doll like a real woman. Margot also has a very fiery personality. She swears, but there's a tender soul inside, and he claims to have first met Margot in a nightclub where he rescued her from some unwanted attention. Now mind you being a sex doll. Yeah, he said
1: he yeah. said I love Margo so much cuz she's a great listener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Although as he puts a, as he puts a mask on her yeah. for covid. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> and because she's a sex doll, she has a lot of gas.
1: Yeah. Wow. I You know what? Where is this guy from Kazakhstan? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that, that explains it. There's, yeah. like, so much uranium there, it probably <laughs> rotted their brains.
0: Here they have a video of a
1: man dancing with this plastic woman. Who, by the way, it sounds pretty intriguing to me. I mean, she basically can do a lot of different functions. Mm-hmm. Women only have half the size of a brain, as you said, mm-hmm. Nick, not me. <laughs> so, why bother? Just get the latex mannequin woman who doesn't talk back you
0: know like she yeah. enjoys everything you do you go wanna watch football yeah. oh okay <laughs> and here's the the best part she's recyclable that's all the time that exactly. we that's all the time that we have for this week's episode this is our final episode for season 3 we have lots of exciting stuff coming to you in season 4 but next week is our very special christmas special you might want to check it out we have a brand new christmas special coming your oh, way oh, oh.
1: They should uh, pay attention to www.nickandroy.com because season four, we're going to have some interviews with some real cool, famous people, which is awesome, and do some, um, you know, some really cool stuff for season four. And most of it is stuff that um, was recommended on www.nickandroy.com. That's right. So So go there and tell us. Tell us
0: because we will scour the internet far and wide for more useless information actually, as we every week. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but actually they should tell us because we're basically clueless
1: and we do what everybody else No, we're is scholars of That's useless... Why we're
0: married. No, we're scholars of useless
1: information. In the meantime, tell a friend about the trend by sharing and subscribing, folks. Go to our website, www.nickandroy.com. I'm Nick.
0: And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.